A 24-year-old man of West Bay who was arrested on Monday on suspicion of attempted murder in relation to a shooting incident that took place on December 18th at the Marquis Plaza has since been charged with possession of an unlicensed firearm and attempted murder. He appeared in court today where he was remanded in custody until Friday, January 6th, when he will appear in Grand Court. During the incident on December 18th, it was reported that a man received a single gunshot wound to his torso area following an altercation at the rear of Public Supply Bar. The victim was taken to the hospital by private vehicle where he was treated for serious injuries. Police reported he was in critical but stable condition. The incident is being investigated by the RCIPS Criminal Investigations Department, and detectives are aware that there were several people at the location at the time of the incident. Anyone with information is encouraged to call the Georgetown Police Station at 949-4222. Anonymous tips can also be provided directly to the RCIPS confidential tip line at 949-77. Seven seven. The Cayman Islands Customs and Border Control Service, CBC, issues an advisory to the public after three more migrants arrived in Grand Cayman Monday. A vessel with the three male migrants arrived in Grand Cayman around 5 a.m. They came ashore and were assisted by a private citizen. CBC says they understand that people may be sympathetic and want to assist. However, in the event illegal landers are found, you should call 911 to allow the authorized first responders to assist. The three Three migrants are being processed in accordance with established CBC protocols. The leader of the opposition says the premier's proposed parliamentary code of conduct falls short, refusing to sign it in its current form. There are significant failures in process that violate the principles of good governance that the premier claimed would characterize his government. Secondly, And more significantly in the long run, there are significant failures of substance, which mean that the proposed code would be ineffective and inappropriate. The Honorable Roy McTaggart says the code fails a basic test, as it should ensure parliamentarians are properly held to account for their conduct and should establish an impartial process through which that accountability should be achieved. The opposition leader has written a letter to the Premier, reiterating detailing those concerns, noting the Council of the Parliament Management Commission has hasn't met since early last year 2020 and therefore hasn't sanctioned any final version of the parliamentary code of conduct. The version of a code of conduct that the Premier has had his government sign is, in our view, invalid procedurally in addition to its other failings. The Premier needs to go back to the drawing board. I have urged the Premier to utilize the Constitution Commission's guidance on what a code of conduct for parliamentarians should contain and consider using a body such as the Commission for Standards in Public Life as the independent investigator. Opposition Leader, the Honorable Roy McTaggart. After getting a good rating by school inspectors in 2020, Cayman Academy earned a weak judgment during this academic terms inspection. More from Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin. The private seven-day Adventist school is located in Georgetown with 300 students on roll. The Office of Education Standards report says Cayman Academy experienced, quote, substantial staffing changes in the previous two academic years, which was particularly disruptive in the weeks prior to the inspection. The overall performance at Cayman Academy was judged to be weak, a decline from the previous inspection in 2020 when it was rated good. The school had weaknesses in leadership and self-evaluation and improvement planning. A 
assessment in the primary phase was also weak. Whilst the school had appointed an interim principal and leadership team, their recent appointment and lack of experience and training, quote, did not allow them to fulfill their roles and responsibilities, and the capacity of the school to improve was therefore limited. Most members of the team were aware of the aspects of the school that needed to improve, but the recent self-evaluation and improvement plan did not reflect the school's changed circumstances in relation to new leaders and teaching staff. The strengths of the school were the positive behavior for learning. The curriculum ensured that students had access to a wide range of subjects, field trips, and extracurricular activities. The infusion of prayer ensured that students had a good understanding of the Seventh-day Adventist values and beliefs and promoted a caring, supportive, and respectful atmosphere. The school's attainment and progress in English and science were good in the secondary school, and there were good links with parents and the community. Attainment and progress in English, mathematics, and science were satisfactory in the kindergarten and primary phases, which was a decline from the previous inspection. Teaching and learning were rated overall as satisfactory. Where previously teachers had used assessments to inform planning to meet the needs of all students, only a few lesson plans included differentiated opportunities for students or adaptations for SEND students. These areas had all declined since the previous inspection when they were judged good. Health and safety had also declined from good to satisfactory. The school had made some progress in addressing one of the recommendations from the previous report. The secondary school curriculum was restructured and in 2023, students in year 11 will take the CSEC exams. Changes in staffing and a lack of embedded practices meant that the recommendations for SEN had not been addressed. Similarly, while the kindergarten classes provided investigative activities for students to explore science, there was little evidence of investigations in science in some of the lower primary classes. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. On the flip side, one of the country's largest schools netted an excellent rating by school inspectors during its recent visit. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller has more. Cayman International School is a private school for kids pre-K to grade 12. At the time of the inspection, there were 990 students on roll, with over 45 nationalities represented in staff and students. 23% are Caymanian. The overall performance of the Cayman International School was judged to be excellent. It was a, quote, exemplary school with excellent outcomes for students delivered through an impressive leadership and staff team. The Office of Education Standards reports that students' academic achievement across all phases and all subjects was excellent in most areas and good in the remaining subjects. They, quote, consistently demonstrated very high standards of knowledge, skills, and understanding, backed up by external international examinations. Student attainment in English and math was excellent across all phases, and that for science was excellent in early childhood and elementary, good in middle and high school. Teaching and learning in all phases, according to the report, had improved since the last inspection and were now judged overall excellent. Students were active learners with, quote, opportunities for research, investigation, collaboration, creativity, and innovation. While there were improvements in the use of data overall, the report says the school was not analyzing data for different groups. Health and safety practices had improved and were now stronger and more rigorous and overall excellent, and support and guidance remained excellent. Leadership and self-evaluation and school improvement planning had improved under the direction of the new director and his leadership team, and they were now judged excellent as well. Links with parents in the community and staffing, premises and resources remain excellent, and according to the report, a new early childhood premise and a new high school building have, quote, further enhanced an already spacious, attractive campus and the quality of education for all students. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Carsley Fuller. You can find all the reports online at oes.gov.ky. And we'll leave you with this one. 
the Department of Environment gives starfish handling guidelines a glow-up. More now from Radio Cayman's April Cummings. Guidelines for starfish handling were originally approved by the National Conservation Council back in 2019, but the DOE recently requested permission to repackage the guidelines to make them more user-friendly. Director Gina Ebanks-Petrie told the council at its most recent meeting that the guidelines were established because the DOE was faced with a conundrum. Starfish are a protected species, but there is a well-established practice of picking up and handling starfish at Starfish Point. Basically, what we have defined as allowed handling. So somebody can hold it flat, fully submerged underwater, and then put it back where they found it in its, in its habitat. However, the guidance notes also specify handling restrictions which would be considered take when handling starfish or any other echinoderms anywhere in, in the Cayman Islands. A take is a prosecutable violation of the National Conservation Act. Ms. Ebanks-Petrie says the guidelines are very clear on what is not allowed. Anybody elevating any part of the starfish out of or above the water would be committing an offense. Bending any part of the starfish in any direction, including manipulating its arms, holding the starfish by its feet, or inserting anything into any part or opening of the animal, interacting with the starfish in such a manner as to break or pierce the outer skin of the starfish, or interacting with the starfish in such a manner as to wound it, i.e. breaking off or otherwise causing a foot or arm to become separated from the main body wholly or partially. So those would be considered take and subject to prosecution. The guidelines also provide information on what to do if you see someone breaking the rules. You can call DOE at 916-4271 or email doe at gov.ky. If possible, take a photo or video of the observed activity, noting the date, time, location, and any other information you can provide. DOE conservation officers will assess that information and determine how to address the matter. All information regarding suspected marine offenses provided to the DOE will be kept confidential. April Cummings, Radio Cayman News. That is your latest local news. I'm Shanda Gallego.